You're going to need some people on your team that will help you get your home purchased so that you can move in and live where you want to live. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. This is the podcast where we help you, a potential home buyer, get ready to buy your home so that you can buy your home with confidence. Today, I'm going to be taking you through the home buyer success path so that you're ready, completely ready to buy your home and you do it successfully with confidence. So here are the six steps to the home buying success path. Number one, partner with professionals. You're going to need some people on your team that will help you get your home purchased so that you can move in and live where you want to live. I'm going to suggest right off the bat that you get a real estate agent, somebody like me. If you're in my market in Mississippi or Tennessee, more than likely I can help you. If you're not, I can still help you find an agent who you can partner with. Now, it is possible for you to buy your home without a real estate agent. However, you really do need somebody on your side who can help you navigate all of the issues that come up in the home buying process. Soon, there's going to be an episode on finding a real estate agent. I already have one about how you fire one. Anyway, you don't have to have a real estate agent, but I highly suggest it. You will need a closing attorney, a real estate attorney, somebody who can help you navigate all the ins and the outs of the contracts so that the home that you purchase, you actually own and you purchase it correctly. So you need one of those real estate agents, a closing attorney, somebody who can help you navigate all the legal aspects. As a real estate agent, as a realtor, I'm not a licensed lawyer, an attorney. Uh, I can't give you legal advice. I can only tell you from my own personal experiences what I've experienced. But I also can tell you, you need to partner with a real estate attorney, a closing attorney who can help you navigate all that. Unless you're paying cash, you're also going to need a lender on your team, a person who gets you pre-approved and can actually get you the bulk of the money that you need to purchase your home. Uh, there will be episodes on what it takes to buy a house with borrowed money as you're working with a lender. So we're going to be helping you along with that, along with all these elements of the buyer success path. So just stay tuned for more episodes that will help you out. Today is just a good overview of all the different elements that it takes for you to successfully buy your home with confidence. Uh, you're going to need a home inspector more than likely. Uh, I don't recommend ever purchasing a home without having it professionally inspected by a home inspector. Uh, you may want to move beyond just a normal home inspection to have a roofer, an engineer, HVAC people. There's all kinds of inspections that you can run on the property, but at least have a thorough uh, professional home inspection done by a professionally licensed home inspector. You're going to need an insurer. Uh, you're going to need to put insurance on the property. Even if you pay cash, you want to have homeowners um, property insurance to protect the investment you have if there is a catastrophe. If there's a fire or a flood, tree falls on it, 
Just make sure that you have an insurer who you trust, who's taking care of your best interests. That's one of those other people that you need to partner with. You might also want to consider partnering with a mover. I've moved plenty of times on my own. I've helped people move on their own. I've also moved where the movers came in, loaded, boxed everything, loaded everything, delivered everything, unloaded everything. They didn't unbox it, but they got it all in there. And I didn't have to do any of that. That's an awesome way to move or anywhere in between. I've moved on my own, but I've hired movers to help load and pack the truck for me to drive it somewhere else. And then I pay people to help me unload the truck. There's all kinds of ways. But I would consider seriously partnering with a mover that's going to help you get that uh, move done. Uh, that's not going to take a whole lot of your time and your effort and your energy to make that happen. So the number one step or key on the home buyer success path is partnering with professionals. Number two on the home buyer success path, plan the money. More than likely, you're not going to be able to get a house for free. You're going to need money for that. How much money are you going to need? Well, that depends. Are you paying cash? Are you borrowing money? Do you have a lender who's helping you with some closing costs? Is the seller helping you with some closing costs? That lender, either closing costs or down payment assistance, there's all kinds of ways out there. Um, but we talk about that in one of the other episodes about how you can determine how much money you may need. And as a rule of thumb, you're going to need about um, seven to eight percent total if you're not getting help anywhere. That's going to be minimum down payment, closing costs, um, the prepaid you're going to do on insurance and taxes, all those things. But you can assume about six to seven percent. And that's if you have negotiated with the seller to help pay part of or pay all of or part of the professional services fee for the real estate agent that you have working with you. Uh, sometimes that's included in the offer that the seller is making on in the MLS, that they're cooperating with a buyer's agent to pay a certain amount that may or may not cover your agreement with your real estate agent. Just have that conversation, but you need to plan that money. So you need to grow your savings uh, so that you're prepared for some of those things. You also need to get pre-approved. Uh, that's a big thing in our industry that you really need to be pre-approved before you even start looking at houses. Um, number one, you don't want to get your hopes up on being able to, you see a house that you really love, that you want to have, but then you can't get approved for the money. And there's all kinds of reasons, credit score, credit report, debt to income ratio, the amount of income that you have, how long you've been on your job, all kinds of things that have an effect there. So get with that lender, partner with a lender who can get you pre-approved so that you have the money planned on how you're going to pay for the house and also protect that credit score. I just mentioned that um, many of the loan programs that are out there that can help. And just sometimes the lenders, they want to start at a minimum of 640. It could be a 680 credit score. There are some that work with lower in the 580s, but that interest rate is going to be even higher. There might be other conditions that are on there for buying that home. So you want to protect that credit score. Make sure that you're making your payments on time. You're making at least minimum monthly payments and, and, um, and you're not trying to open up more credit. There's all kinds of help there. This episode is not the episode to help you with all that. It's just to make you aware of you need to protect that credit score. Number three, pick your place. Know where you want to live. I have a friend of mine who's a travel agent, and we, we talk about different things in business because his business is a lot like mine. It's finding folks that need help and, and finding a way to help them. He'll have folks reach out and say, hey, I want you to help me plan a vacation. Okay, where do you want to go? Oh, I don't have any idea. 
okay, how much money you want to spend? Well, I don't have any idea. And then he's like, well, sure, I can help you plan a two-month vacation in Europe for $50,000, you know, uh, but we need some help there. You need an idea of where it is you want to live. I happen to be in a market that is uh, just, uh, it's, it's the Memphis, uh, Tennessee metro area. Uh, I live in North Mississippi, but my market is the whole Mid-South, Missis- uh, Northwest Mississippi, West, Southwest Tennessee. So I can help people buy in Memphis or buy in uh, DeSoto County, Marshall County, Tate County in Mississippi. Um, and sometimes I'll get folks that they're not sure if they want to live in Tennessee or Mississippi. Others know they want to live in Mississippi or they want to live in Tennessee. They actually might know the city that they want to be in Olive Branch or they want to be in Arlington. Um, it really helps to know where you want to live. Now, sometimes the price of the home is going to dictate that, but have a general area of the home that you want. Look at those possibilities in picking your place. Know some things that you want in your home, some things you would like to have in your home, and some things that you know you don't want in your home. Uh, Choose an area, choose a type of home, choose a a broad area, a narrow area, but just kind of have an idea of where you want it and go, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. Just find me something. Um, And even with that, we still need to know size and price and those kinds of things. Um, and once you've picked your place, you're going to be making an offer. You said, this is the place that I really want to live. So you're going to make an offer on that property. Then you're going to negotiate that offer to get it accepted. Woohoo! You've picked your place, you've made an offer, and it's been accepted. That seller has agreed to sell that property to you. That's an exciting time. But guess what? It's not over yet. Just because that deal says that you're going to close on that house in 30 days or 45 days, there's still work that needs to be done. And I'm going to say that's going to be the number four uh, part of the home buyer success path. And that is persevere through close. Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home. So get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now, back to the show. And when we talk about closing, we actually talk about the day that you sign the paperwork and initiate the transfer of ownership from the seller to you. The first place that you start in persevering through close after you get an accepted offer is an inspection. Most of the contracts you can have written into your contract an inspection period of so many days to get the home inspected to make sure that there are no hidden defects uh, that the seller was unaware of or didn't tell you about. You'll go through that inspection process. You may uh, you, you may like the home as is and you're ready to move forward or maybe you've discovered some things you're like, you know what, I'm just walking away. You can terminate the deal depending on the contract that you have agreed with the seller. You may be able to terminate that deal, walk away, no harm, no foul. Or you might turn in a list of some repairs that you would like the seller to make. I'm working with a buyer right now that we sent um, uh, last week. We sent uh, our repair request to the seller. Today, I got back from the seller what they're willing to do and talking with my buyer. You Are you ready? Are you willing to accept what they're going to repair Or do you want to push back for some more or you want to walk away? You have some choices there. So you're going to negotiate that offer during that repair 
spare time, but you're also um, during that inspection time, you got those repairs, but then you're also going to have an appraisal that comes up and the appraisal is going to be what your lender uses to determine the actual dollar amount that they're going to lend you. Let's say that you're getting uh, an FHA loan that's going to be uh, 96.5% of the property or, or a conventional loan either way, 96.5%, let's just say 97%. You got a loan that they're going to let you borrow 97% of the value of the home. If you've made an offer price of 350 and the appraisal comes back at $340,000, they're going to base their 97% off of the $340,000. You might have been approved pre-approved for the 97% of $350,000. However, their final loan amount is going to be based on what the appraisal says. So there may be some negotiating through that, uh, but unless you have the extra money that you want to pay on top of the down payment and closing cost to be able to buy that home, not really recommended. However, back in 2020 and 2021 and early 2022, uh, that was kind of common. Uh, at least through late 2021, that was common because there were so few houses on the market. Interest rates were so low that people were paying 10, 20, 40, $50,000 over the appraised value of a property just to be able to get one. We're not there right now. Uh, it kind of depends on the market, but just know that persevering through close means um, the appraisal might cause some renegotiation uh, during that process. Then you have underwriting. Your lender has pre-approved you, but they've not looked into every little detail and checked all the boxes of everything that they need from you. They're going to check your they're going to check your current work status, how much money you do have in the bank now, not what it was pre-approved for a month and a half ago, but what is it now? Uh, your payment history. They're going to do a deeper dive into your credit report. They're going to make sure that the value of the home fits the loan product that they're working with you on. There's all kinds of things for them to underwrite them, giving you, loaning you the money. <clears throat> they're not giving it to you, loaning you the money to be able to buy the home. That's going to be some perseverance because they may ask for some more paperwork. Uh, there's some more details and you may not even know till three or four days before closing that you hear the words clear to close. That means the lenders checked all the boxes and they're ready to fund the deal for you to get possession of the home. During that whole persevering through close time, that 30 to 45 days, 60 days, whatever it is, um, there may be some renegotiating happening. Um, so that could happen anywhere through the process. Just be patient and trust the professionals that you're partnering with. If you do have a realtor or real estate agent helping you out, they're staying on top of it. We're staying on top of it. Uh, because at the end of the day, this is how we get paid. Now, you know, we want to help. I want to help you get be successful and be confident in your home buying. But it is how I pay for all of the bills that I have, the continuing education that I have, uh, the licensing, all of the memberships that it takes for me to run my business, just like a veterinarian wants to help your animal, your dog or your cat or your horse or your cow, whatever it is, goat or pig. Uh, but it is their job. It's how they get paid. So if we're not able to help you successfully get through that closing, then there's we don't get a payday. Uh, so we want you to be successful because it ends up paying for us. But it's not really about the money that we're going to get. It's about you being successful, at least for me, that it is. There may be some agents out there that all they care about at the end of the day is getting that check when you signed all the paperwork. Uh, I'm not one of those agents. Uh, it's great when that happens, but I really want to make sure that you've been successful and confident in that process. 
So once you've persevered through close, you've signed all the paperwork, uh, you may not get keys as soon as you sign paperwork. We'll talk about that in another episode too. You get to possess your home. That means you get to move in. Uh, all the boxes, wherever you've been living, what you've had in storage, all that stuff, you get to actually move that in the home when you've gotten keys and the home is actually yours. So move in either on your own or have somebody helping you move in, professional, family, friends, whatever. And once you've moved in, you get to make it yours. Make this home yours. Uh, spend the time to maybe do a little painting uh, do a few little upgrades or something to it. Put some pictures on the wall, your furniture in there, but move in and be grateful and satisfied that this is your place and make it yours. Now, once you've moved in, all your boxes are unpacked. You've kind of made it yours. You still need to manage it. Now, we are talking about get you ready, get me ready to buy is, the, is this podcast but getting you ready to buy is also meaning helping you get ready for what it's going to take when you have bought. And that's managing your home. You're going to have to take care of your home. There's going to be, um, there's going to be upkeep that has to happen. Maintenance that has to happen. Uh, many times when somebody gets ready to sell their home, we have to help them deal with what we call deferred maintenance. The outside of your home should have been painted uh, every so many years because of the weather and it's designed to keep water away from the wood and the interior of the property. If it's not painted over time, the break, the paint breaks down, water can get in, there can be rot, there can be all kinds of problems. So just because you've bought your home, it's not a, whew, I have my home and now all I have to do is just live in here. Uh, no, you have to manage it. You have to take care of it to protect, to possess your home. And part of that possessing your home is the number six episode, number six element of the get me ready to buy. And that's protect your home, protect your home uh, with insurance. I mentioned that earlier. You're going to want insurance. If there's a major catastrophe, a, a tornado comes through. If you live in a place with a hurricane, maybe a, a flood, uh, if there's a fire, all kinds of ways to make sure you're protected. There are different kinds of insurance. Have a conversation with your insurance agent about what helps you the most. If that is just current value, insurance is going to pay you current value. Insurance is going to pay replacement costs. If the house were totally destroyed, they would rebuild it just as it was at whatever price it is. There's all kinds of insurance. Make sure that you've had a conversation and you know exactly what you're buying and exactly what is covered. Taxes. If you have a loan on your property, your, main, your, your mortgage company is going to be collecting uh, usually one twelfth of your home insurance annual uh, payment uh, uh, premium, and they're going to be collecting one twelfth of your annual taxes so that when the insurance premium comes due and the taxes come due, it gets paid by them so that you don't lose the property. You don't lose it if it's destroyed. You don't lose it in a tax sale because taxes weren't paid. They pay it. You still need to make sure they've done that. Uh, I got a notice the second year we owned our home that our house was going to be going up at the end of July in a tax sale if taxes hadn't been paid. Well, they were paid in January by my mortgage company. However, it didn't get recorded correctly at the tax assessor's office. So I was able to get that fixed, get proof of all that. No harm, no foul. It's a little frightening to get that card in the mail that says your taxes haven't been paid. If you don't have a mortgage, you have to pay those taxes. So you need to know what those are. And so protecting your home from somebody else getting it is going to be uh, making sure you pay your taxes. 
You also may want to get a home warranty on your property or maintain warranties on appliances or the HVAC system that goes in there. There's some options there that can help you protect your home. Uh, when you're closing on your property, one of the items that you're probably going to get or want to get is going to be title insurance. That protects your home against somebody coming and taking it away from you or its usefulness to you because they have a claim to the title. There's a title search that was done in closing to make sure there wasn't anything out there, but if something were to pop up, title insurance is going to help protect you. Make sure you have title insurance that protects you, not just protects the mortgage company. They want their money regardless of what happens with you, so they're going to make sure that it's completely covered with your insurance, title insurance, all those things, but you may want to make sure you have title insurance in your name. And then I've already mentioned this under managing and possessing your home, but that's going to be the maintenance, taking care of your home, keeping it painted, keeping clean, uh, replacing rotting wood, uh, updating things as they need to be updated, keeping the appliances functioning, keeping the yard cut, uh, all those things, uh, limbs and shrubs trimmed away from the house, gutters cleaned, roof cleaned. There's all kinds of things that go into that. But to make sure that you're ready to buy a home, Navigate this full success path so you know it's not just about getting the money, signing some papers, and getting keys. Being ready to buy your home means being ready to be a homeowner as well as being ready to actually make a purchase. I hope this has been helpful to you today. Check out the other episodes in the podcast that help you with some of these. Uh, many of these are about to be on future episodes. So make sure you stay tuned to get the fine details of each one of these elements of the home buying success path. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. Hopefully you found all this information helpful to you and it's made a little more sense out of what it takes to actually buy a home and you feel a little bit more confident about your home buying process. Now, again, as I shared in earlier, if I can help you buy a home in the Mid-South or find you an agent wherever you are, just reach out to me at midsouth.homes or whatever link is here on this podcast or uh, down below in the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I just mentioned the YouTube channel. There is a Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel where you can actually watch the podcast if you'd rather do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather listen to it, you can find the link to GetMeReadyToBuy.com and you'll find where you can listen to all the podcasts wherever you get podcasts. I hope that you'll also rate and review the show. There's a link here in the notes, in the show notes or here, where you can review the show and rate it so that others who are looking to buy a home just like you can find it, especially if you found it helpful. And I would love a five-star review if this has been helpful to you. The other thing you can do is remember to get your score at ReadyToBuyScore.com. And as always, hit the subscribe button so that you are the first to find out the latest information about what it takes for you to be ready to buy a home. Have a blessed day.